0: Good evening. It's Wednesday, February seventeenth, and you're listening to the Fringe Meta. I'm your host, Kyle Doctor K Force Pat, and with me, as always, Pete, the Resting Lichface Shepherd. Pete, how you doing this evening?
1: You know exactly how I'm going to answer you. I'm doing horrible. I have the you Pax plague, it. and I didn't even go to Pax this year. This is awful. Um, I'm going to try my best to not cough on uh, stream. I almost said. Uh, air. Getting ahead of us, ourselves there. Yeah, um, on air tonight, I'm going to try my best to mute myself when I do, but it's unlikely I'm going to get through all of it. I have no idea what the hell is going on. I am not going to a doctor. Um, those waiting rooms are cesspits this time of year, and if I... If it's a viral infection and I go to the waiting room, I'm likely to pick up a bacterial infection, and then I'll have to go back again for antibiotics. It's a bloody mess.
0: And if, and if it's viral, they will literally tell you, drink lots of fluid.
1: They might give me a note so it's easier to get some time off work, too. Um, for, for my own – you know I'm a crazy person, right? For my own yeah. – I, I honestly, I, I, I have no idea. Seven days. This is seven days since the symptoms started, and I have not taken a single day off work, except for the days I already got off. I need to sleep in. I need to rest. This cough is incessant. I'm surprised I have not coughed yet on stream, but the more I talk about it, the harder it is to not. So, let us move on to a topic that we are um, a little bit more accustomed to uh, on our Uh, podcast.
0: I'll I'll try and pick up the slack with talking and...
1: Distract me, Kyle
0: distract Pat. you uh, I, I
1: do have a rant though
0: and we'll, we'll try and make things a little bit quicker I in have a theory than please, we please normally if, do
1: if it's a short one this week honestly it's a really short hots patch this week uh, you got some division stuff to talk about short recap of last week we're in the mid season right of um, yeah um, there's a couple of balancey things I want to talk about you no know, every single time I praise riot they make a boneheaded move. Can I talk about that real quick? Just get this out of the way. Will. I mean,
0: yeah, sure. I was good. I wanted to give you a break and we we're going to no. jump right into the no, games no, no. from last week. I've got week, some but... menthol.
1: I've got some menthol in my throat right now. I'll be fine. So I kind of wanted to start with this one. Actually, I'm kind of glad to get it off my chest. <clears throat> Udyr, have you seen the proposed changes to Udir and the items directly affecting him? I have not. So, no. Udyr currently has a 58% win ratio. That's a little high. That is a little high. That is insane. So, um, Devourer has a 56% win ratio. Udyr overall, regardless of what he builds, has a 58. Mm-hmm. Devourer has 56. But the item that Riot seems to think is such a problem on Udyr is um, is the Runic Echoes. So, they're ner- nerfing Runic Echoes movement speed.
0: Yeah. Now,
1: it... They're nerfing it to 7%, and uh, it's at 10% right now. This is not a significant change. In fact, I really don't care. Elise and Nidalee both need the nerf as well, because they're ridiculous in the jungle right now, too. <laughs> yeah. Udyr needs it, definitely. Why the hell is Udyr buying it? I'm a little upset because I just made it work with the pony, and that's what I'm a little upset about. Um, why add a stat like that to an item, Especially when you know that AP junglers are struggling, except for Elise and Nidalee, which aren't quite AP junglers, if you know what I mean. They're not mages, is what I'm trying to say. Fiddlesticks is yeah. sort of a mage, right? I mean, Diana's an assassin bruiser. She's an anti-bruiser.
0: I mean, ma- that item specifically was made for mages. It was made for poke mages.
1: Ru- Runic Echo. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. And
0: that's just, why just it has because, the
1: move speed on. Just because two assassins and uh, and a bruiser are taking advantage of an item like that, <coughs> you know, why are they nerfing the item? Nerf the champions themselves. Nidalee's been ridiculous for a long time. I played my first game on her last night. She's ridiculous. Um. <coughs> then they're nerfing uh, uh, Boots of Swiftness. Again.
0: Yeah. I mean, a lot of this... Again, you know, they don't like nerfing these higher skill cap champions, yeah, especially the ones that can make the flashy plays your Lee Sins, your yeah. LeBlanc's, your Nidalees. yeah, because they can make it the plays. Now, the reason why they're nerfing the Swifties again,
1: this is two patches in a row,
0: is because they're <coughs> not Swifties,
1: they're being built on everyone, including 80 carries, and they don't like that. I understand. I just don't know in the in a patch in which they're buffing Mercs Treads so they're not totally useless. Um, I don't know why they're not, you know, why they don't just leave it and see if Mercs Treads gets taken a little bit more often. Ninja Tabby, I would argue at the moment are useless because they're mid. Well, they they've always been good as the
0: cheap option, as you know, right? Yeah. Now, the can... problem with the problem with uh that is mm-hmm. they have no tenacity on them. What, right? did you Tabby? Yeah, well, yeah. yeah,
1: I was about to say.
0: Yeah, which is why you take the Mercs yeah. Treads, even if you're up against and, an AD top laner.
1: And the, tru- the trouble is, uh, with the way... The... Riot didn't foresee this. And it, it, sometimes Black Swan events happen in game balance, and I understand that. Like, for example, remember last season, Gragas came out of nowhere. Yeah. Like, here's his champion. We didn't really buff him. We didn't really nerf him. We didn't really add a new item to make him good. He just, boom. He came out of nowhere. He's really good, strong pressure early we game. We kind of
0: see that. Urgot was kind of like that, too. Lassie. Yeah.
1: Sometimes it just happens. I understand that. But what what happened with the AD carry changes this season? Because that's what you used to build Ninja Tabby against, correct? Yeah. You used to build Ninja Tabby specifically if their AD carry got ahead. Not necessary anymore. I because mean... if their AD carry gets ahead... You do do not want to waste money on Ninja Tabby. It's better to get Swifties to make plays on other areas of the map, catch them unawares, or like you said, Mercs Treads so that you do better in the team fight. You do not want to build Ninja Tabby. The changes to AD, AD carries changed the value of that item. And as a jungler, I used to buy Ninja Tabby just innately because I knew I would always be up against AD damage, and they were the cheapest. And junglers have always had trouble with gold, Right. So, I mean,
0: really, you always bought Boots and Mobility, if we're, uh, if we're being real.
1: Uh, no, and I even stopped doing it on Heckram because Swifties, old Swifties, were still really? pretty good. But yeah, okay. Yeah. I, Mobo Boots, yeah. Buff Mobo Boots, buff Ninja Tabby, buff Mercs Treads Up. Um, it's sort of what they did last season with the Jungle Items, which I yeah. was really upset about, especially the Smites, where one was getting used a little bit more than the other one. Instead of... Instead of waiting a couple months and seeing if... No, okay, okay. yeah That's definitely like... People are never going to touch that. They just nerfed it. And then people just started using another one. So they nerfed that. And people started using another one. So they nerfed that. All three got nerfed within the first uh, month or two mm-hmm. last season. They're doing the same thing with these boots. And it, I'm just I'm just telling you. I told you I was going to rant a little bit here. It yeah. pulls me off. Back to Udir. On top of... Two core changes to his items that are making him viable at the moment, because without Swifties and without the um, movement speed on the jungle item, he just gets kite-cityed. They're also nerfing his Phoenix Dance damage and his Turtle Shield. Turtle Shield does not need to be nerfed. Turtle Shield's scaling needs to be changed to scales off health, so that he has a viable tank build, because he doesn't at the moment. Phoenix Dance definitely needs to be nerfed. It needed to be nerfed three years ago. Phoenix Dance has always been ridiculously strong. The reason why it's been allowed to be ridiculously strong is because nobody no ever to, built AP. Well, he had no way to actually close gaps with enemies. So while it was good at clearing the jungle, then you would show up to the team fights and you, uh, my team is 0-7. Well.
0: And nobody built
1: AP. Now, now, now my, yeah, now my Phoenix Dance is an issue. Phoenix Nets is always scaled with uh, attack um attack speed more so than AP anyway. Yeah. So, but the having the AP on the new jungle item has, you know, uh, you saw the Hecarim build I did the other night. I had two no, AP I items. I wasn't I I, oh. didn't, I, didn't. <coughs> I had Frozen uh Frozen Fist. Yeah. or Iceborn Gauntlet and I had the uh I had the Runic Echoes. It shouldn't make sense on Hecarim. He's got one AP no, that ratio. No, it shouldn't make sense. Little extra damage on my W was nice. And the uh, the stat effects of the two items were more than enough to make up for it. And then I built a uh, pure tank. It was beautiful. It actually was really fun. So I'm not sure now. So Medler has said that because Udir's win rate is so ridiculously high, um, he's trying to say um, he's a little being a little smug here, actually. Mm-hmm. If if these changes are enough to uh, oh wh- where is it where is it uh Oh, yeah. Then everything's so balanced that even tiny changes have monumental impacts, and we're doing a pretty good job on the game. Really? Really, buddy? Really? It's... It, I'm worried because Runic Echoes is now weaker on Fiddlesticks, weaker on Karthus, weaker on other AP junglers that you know could really potentially use this. Gragas, even. You've seen my Runic Echoes Gragas, right? Um... I don't like that. I don't like changes like this. I don't like when they nerf from both sides. Pick something that's the problem. Either is the problem or the item's the problem. Don't do both at the same time. Don't do both in the same patch. That's just my opinion. Um, overall, Riot's been doing a pretty good job, but sometimes I think they get really bogged down and they just over-nerf. So... Yeah. They have once, one time, reverted a change that made it to PBE, And actually into a live patch. It was so awful that the the champion was unplayable afterwards. I don't know if you remember. They hotfixed it the week after. (coughs) It was Diana. They changed something to do with her passive or something like that. Or they nerfed her ultimate. I forget which. Maybe they did both even. Anyway. They immediately reverted it because it just made her worthless. So that is my worry. Before you start taking the company's side. They've done it. They've done that one time in other words when a change makes it through to the pbe and then finally on live they are unlikely to get around to changing it again for a very long time and juggernauts are very far off getting another rework we've got the immobile mages coming up in the spring we were talking about in the pre-show and they're looking at probably assassins afterwards so i just worry about a very kiteable champion who um, isn't getting uh, isn't getting played competitively, like Udir. Admittedly, he is slow skill-cap. He is pretty face-rolling. But, anyway. Sorry. Rant over. Rant that's, over. That's my little fun balance, because I love to talk about balance of the game. I really think they're making a mistake. Oh, another thing. Udir's win ratio went down 3% since the ZZ Rot was disabled because of that bug you've probably seen, right, yeah. or heard about. So... Interesting that he would go from 58 to 55% since an item has been disabled. Maybe it's not just the Runic Echoes and his turtle stance that need to be nerfed, Riot. Maybe it's a couple of other items that are having unintended consequences with each other. Okay. Do we want to okay. talk about last week?
0: Yes, let's discuss some games from last week. Okay. Uh, so... Let's just talk about the interesting, fun, exciting games.
1: Of course. That went on
0: for way too long, and my voice is almost dead.
1: So. Yes, I'm
0: sorry. Um, if, if the tab in Leaguepedia would open, please. Nothing interesting. Please, please open week five. There <laughs> we go. Nothing interesting happened in the CLG TSM game.
1: CLG got <laughs> out-drafted. An Ash? Really? In this meta? An Ash? That's what you pick. I'm sorry, but whoever was in charge of that needs needs to screw their head on straight, man.
0: Yeah, um, I, I, I saw that draft the whole way through, and I don't understand how TSM was able to get every champion they got. I don't know what they were thinking. I, I really
1: don't. Um, this has always been CLG's problem, man.
0: Always been like, CLG's like, okay. problem. You gave them Graves, mm-hmm. you gave them Fiora, you gave them Callista, and Alistair. And Bjergsen's favorite. And you gave, her, gave them Lissandra.
1: Who's a little bit out of meta, but, you know. It admittedly
0: isn't a big deal.
1: It, for his, yeah. I mean, it's not, it, I it's mean the only basically, we can agree on this. Lissandra is the <laughs> only pick that you're shocked that they didn't pick away or ban out. Right?
0: That I wasn't shocked.
1: Four, was... four meta picks. Yes. Four extremely strong meta picks.
0: Versus uh, count CLG's team, which was Rise, Rek'Sai, Victor, Ash, and Morgana.
1: Morgana is a good playmaker. We've seen Afro player before. I think she's actually start yeah. come back into the Mor- meta.
0: Morgana is a perfectly fine pick, as mm-hmm. is the Rise for the most part. <laughs> Rexai is fairly meta. It's, it, it's the order it's Smithy, that some of yeah. these got picked in. Is the really shocking part. So CLG had first pick. Yeah. They had first pick. They, they could pick anything they want. Theora,
1: Graves, Alistar. Alista,
0: Ashe,
1: Alistar would have her, been a great first pick. Alistar. Because that would have really messed up uh, Double Lift Yellowstar's bot lane synergy,
0: right? They, they picked the rides. Yeah. Okay, sure. I I don't know whether it's first pick worthy, but <coughs> sure. I can ki- Rise has some power. I he, can see that being a decent first
1: pick. He's a, he's a noob trap right now. He's a trap. You know. He does well late game, but yeah. the game ends mid game now, so anyway. We've seen some good Rise games though this split. We we have when he has extremely Extremely good laning phase, yeah.
0: I seven in one. monster. So you're obviously you're you left up a lot of power, uh, <coughs> especially because you were target banning out.
1: Yeah, a lot of
0: the meta. Pick. So specifically,
1: because you have to ban Nidalee because X can't play against a Nidalee.
0: No, um, <laughs> the Lulu ban to me is a little confusing.
1: <coughs> she is a hundred percent pick banned right now in NALCS. Is she Yeah.
0: I guess I haven't been paying that much attention to pick yeah. ban.
1: When she does, when she does get picked.
0: She's, no, uh she's not. She's not hundred percent. I literally, I literally opened up the next game. The not, not a hundred percent. I saw. Not
1: a hundred percent, but she's very high. She is a very high pick ban. Very high. When she's left open, she's yeah. picked. Um, she works at a lot of comps. I think she's boring.
0: I think she's bored. Yeah, I, she facilitates a lot. She's got a lot um, of ability. She lets Bjergson facilitate around double if, mm-hmm. which, I mean, he can do on multiple different champions. Yeah. So I just, I I don't, uh, I just, I don't agree with the Lulu ban. Yeah. And I'm not sure I really agree with the Zillion ban, although yeah, definitely. we saw the trouble Zillion gave TSM. <coughs> so maybe CLG yeah. was worried about that. Bah. That's, that's the only thing I can think of. Hmm. We did, they did see Bjergsen play it earlier. So, maybe, you know. Well, let's, let's not let them have something that could potentially run away with the game.
1: Here's the confusing thing. They had those picks. They saw the same draft screen we did. <laughs> they go into the game. Don't lane swap. No. Okay.
0: Now, as soon as they did that, I I don't know if they attention. were expecting TSM to lane swap, and TSM managed to mind game them into not maybe or what. But
1: I stopped paying attention as soon as I saw that. It's ridiculous. ridiculous.
0: So uh, so anyway, let, let's go back to their pick. So yeah. TSM obviously they can take some power, and they identify. Um, let's they identify bot lane as a priority this game. Um, so they got, they picked their whole bot lane right off the bat. Mm-hmm. They picked Callista Alistair. So that's a great, that's a great combo.
1: It is. is, It is a no brainer. Yes.
0: Yeah. But there's still a lot of power left up for CLG. And now rise is a flex pick. So you can flex rise to the mid lane. <coughs> you could, yep. and pick up the Fiora. Um, pick up the graves and also flex it into the mid lane.
1: Yep. Lucian I mean, was open. Why really
0: really I think your Gosh. their best bet for the next round of picks mm-hmm. would probably have been either the Morgana or like a Lucian. I would have gone and Lu- picking and probably mm-hmm. picking Graves. Because that then oh. gives you the ability to flex Graves into the jungle or top lane. Yeah. Um, well, giving you the option to flex Rise into the mid lane, depending on how the rest of the draft works out and where your best matchups would be. Obviously, with TSM being able to pick mm. um, with last pick. Not but to no,
1: mention Tom you... Kench was open. Tom Kench was open.
0: Yes. No no no. You decide to pick him, Ash mm. and Morgana. Yeah. While Graves and Fiora are still left open.
1: And Lucian and Tom and, and Tom Kanch. and loads of yes. And loads of other Mundo's open picks. and literally any any other picks except any for what they pick with their second round. So they 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 threw their second round into the
0: They draft. threw their second round. Giving TSM even more power in that second round, yeah. With a, two of the most high priority jungle and uh, mm-hmm. top lane. Oh, and not to mention Kindred is still open at this point too. <coughs> yep.
1: Because
0: that's not banned out either. Yep. So this is just a for TSM. It it almost felt like um. Like, okay. are we getting all of this? Like, yeah. is this a real team comp we're allowed to have in professional play?
1: I, I don't know what they were thinking.
0: I, I'm real. I'm really interested in seeing what they say mm. about this on Legends next week.
1: Yeah. Because this...
0: this really feels like a team comp position for TSM where it's like, were we really just allowed to play this? Yeah.
1: This is like making them feel too strong so the next time they meet you know, because I, 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 yeah, I, and as a CLG fan, I just can't wrap my mind around it. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm down here in Wood League and I can see, of course, everyone likes to back, everyone's the backseat quarter. What was it called? A couch quarterback or whatever. Uh, for yeah. <laughs> for Sunday. Monday,
0: Monday morning, quarterback.
1: <clears throat> Monday morning quarterback. But I mean, come on in the moment we were making like, come on.
0: Oh, as soon as I saw the draft, I'm like, yeah. um, and well, uh, I saw the Ash. I'm like, mm. this is interesting. I might have to not hate CLG for a little bit because you know my love with Ash.
1: Yeah. I'll tell uh, you what they were trying to set up. They were trying to set up a very good team, like a team fight pick. Comp. Yeah, they're trying to. They were trying to set
0: up a pick comp.
1: A pick comp with good strong team fight. You know, the rise, the you know light CC on Rek'Sai, the. AoE damage from Victor, Morgana, yeah. Ash. In theory, on paper, it almost makes sense. But how many picks were ava- power picks were available that would have worked in that team comp?
0: Yeah.
1: Nick Smithy could have been on Graves. That would have been fine. You know?
0: Yeah.
1: Unless he's afraid of playing him. Yeah. Heartbreaker for me. Uh, uh, it,
0: it seems like he's afraid of playing Kindred. And Kindred. And he's yeah. afraid of <laughs> you. Uh, You're really going to wonder whether this this happened because XSmithy's champion pool is not that large.
1: So they had to pick the Rek'Sai. So
0: things have to happen.
1: So they had to pick the Rek'Sai, yeah. yeah. So they, I, have honestly. To, they had
0: to pick the side, which means certain things can't get flexed.
1: Yeah. Especially
0: I've, because they have that rise first.
1: I've been saying it for a while, man. I've been saying it for a while, unfortunately. It hurts me to, as a CLG fan, but Smithy is... I mean, they would not, I'm sorry, Xmithie, I'm sorry, CLG, they would not have to go very far to find another jungler capable of filling those shoes. They would not have to import someone, for example. So,
0: that's, Uh, that's a lot about the TSM, CLG. That's done to death. That's done to death. Um, TSM is now number two in the region. Our number one is still the undefeated Immortals, who beat Cloud9, in Um, then, um, Pretty exciting game. Beat the I mean,
1: that was a close game. It was. So if any team could have done it, it was definitely Cloud9. I mean, you know, since every other team is eliminated basically, but they came close, man.
0: Well, this is this is our second go around now though. Yeah. So this is Cloud9's second time playing immortals. Yeah. But and remember, first time TSM <laughs> had immortals on the ropes, and then they derped it barren. Yeah. So I feel like um I feel
1: like the mistake Cloud Nine made was uh they went for comfort picks. Um a little bit, yeah. I'm not in theory the Lee Sin should be pretty good at setting sneaky up for the alts, but I don't understand the the Alistar pick. Um, aside from the fact that he's ridiculously strong, I don't think he has very good laning potential with uh Jin uh, based on their kits. I think they wanted to two very different things and it shows in their score line sneaky was seven deaths following uh, high into his own death several times and then when when immortals was just strong enough they could just walk at jin through his alt so yeah. that he had to shut his alt down and run away and then die because he has no escape it was just but, over at that point
0: the thing i i i don't feel like jin is a very good agent. No. And I think that this largely has to do with the whole ammo concept. Mm-hmm. And the AD carries purpose is to put out consistent damage throughout the whole Remember, fight.
1: They're allowed they're to be down. playmakers now, though. So.
0: They are. But <clears throat> at their core, they are consistent damage. Mm-hmm. So, which is why I don't think you see a lot it's why even <laughs> when Graves is up and open and picked, mm-hmm. and you have other strong junglers and top laners available, it's why he doesn't get flexed into the bot lane.
1: No, he he won't. He because be. his
0: ammo is too restrictive. Yeah. In both the laning phase and in team fights. Yeah. Because you've got to stop to reload. Or to and, trade. And that, that's okay in. A jungler or a top laner, yeah. Um, in, in where a, you're kind of used to a little bit more burst, but oh, you're a carry. That's
1: in a two v two lane. How do you trade and then CS if you're getting shut down by ammo all the time, right? Yeah, it's problematic. It is. Yeah. So, um, Echo Fox coming out a nowhere swinging.
0: Yeah, very good. Now week. that they have, now that they have their full team.
1: They're playing like uh, they're playing with a fire under their ass now. A Froggen is clearly making some really good shot calls for them. I mean that guy is, you know, wowza. Great score lines too, both games. Yeah. Um, and sorry, just looking at all the tabs I opened up, it's great to see a lot of a lot more Keystone diversity now. Thunderlord still seems to be kind of that go-to, like it's never bad. Um, yeah. Certainly, and you see some games that are heavy on it, but look at that diversity, eh? Seen all mm-hmm. sorts of different ones picked. It's uh, it's really great. Um, I'm looking forward to trying some new ones out on uh, specific junglers this season. Actually, um, you know, just experimenting. Who cares what the pros are doing? But uh, it's great to see that sort of diversity. Um, any other games that were that?
0: Uh, I don't think so. Nothing yeah. else really st- stood out that much. Tell so, you, yeah, Which... I wasn't
1: surprised that C9 yeah. beaten Team Liquid. But uh it was nice to see Rush stick it to the uh <laughs> little smug uh, startup uh Dardock. So <laughs> new guy. Um especially with an old classic like uh Nunu and especially seeing <coughs> <coughs> sorry, especially seeing how Nunu is uh such a low skill cap champion compared to Rexai, and that is saying something because so Rexai is easy. You
0: brought you brought up Team Liquid. Do you wanna yeah. talk about what oh how... How so it kind of feels like they're not.
1: Well, some news has come out. Um, obviously it's still somewhat rumor mill, so please don't sue us, Liquid. Yes. But, uh, they play, uh, the or their team is structured based on it is a business. Yeah. And the players hate each other. And it came out a little bit when Piglet was interviewed after the win over Renegades. A little bit. It a was very bit. awkward. Um, but um, other e- sources e- have since leaked information that yes and that is why they left the team or are not currently p- actively playing on the team because yeah. they're a business they hate each other and um, that's why they're so inconsistent in game Yeah, we've seen it before I'm not surprised that this is only coming out now this has been a problem for a couple splits now we've seen yeah. them have good games and then bad games all of a sudden
0: for sure. and I think a lot of it has to do with their start yeah if they get off to a reasonable start into the in the game, mm-hmm. I think they're they're able to sustain that.
1: Yeah, Everyone's versus measuring.
0: if things do not aren't going their way, yeah, it kind of turns the team.
1: I mean, Piglet was crying after. Uh, I well, I think he was. Cry- I I, I could have sworn he was crying after their loss to Cloud Nine on on day one. So, I mean. Yeah,
0: yeah. There's uh, yeah.
1: there's something wrong there. Um, there's something wrong in in in, in Team Liquid right now. Um,
0: and they're being held up essentially by the talent of Piglet and Phoenix.
1: Yeah, right. Now. And we we talked about it wasn't in the pre-show, but this must have been yesterday. We were talking kind of off-air about what consists. Well, I was talking in between coughing fits. Um, about uh what. A consistent team means, and I, and I think that the, the the commentators get it wrong sometimes in terms of their definition, or people are interpreting it incorrectly. In consistency is immortals, 8 no right? No, uh, consistency isn't immortals. Yeah, stop. Well,
0: stop believing
1: that, folks. If, Consi- if I you mean,
0: believe. are immortals consistently winning? Yeah. Yes, but, but I would say consistency would be game after game. Always putting out a solid competitive performance from top from down top to, um,
1: and, and the team always,
0: always having a chance to win that game.
1: The team that's doing it the most right now, second to Immortals, is Cloud9. And it hurts me to say it a little bit, but they are honestly, they have a, a, amazing prospects right now with where they're sitting. Okay. Um, I think they can do really, really, really well if they keep this consistency they've had with high and shot colour on support. If they can keep that for the next half of the split, I think maybe they'll maybe they'll just just miss actually uh winning this split. But I think they'll be real contenders for next one.
0: I think so. I I'm it's gonna be interesting mm-hmm. when a couple of these newer Newer gelled old teams, mm. teams like TSM, Cloud9, who don't have quite the time <laughs> in as the rest of the team as Immortals. Yeah, because Immortals got announced extremely early. Yeah, in the off season, which means they've been able to play together. Talk about for being a called lot longer than some of these other teams have.
1: Yeah, talk about being called the Immortals. They were they're all the renegades on the teams that they uh, you know left right. And that, yeah. that's why they play so damn well they they they're willing to oh wild turtle you want to flash in that's one example right oh yeah. belter you want to do some crazy off meta picks okay cool hey well what, wanna... what I'm yeah. saying
0: is it'll be interesting to see what happens when they actually have to face some adversity yeah, when they get a couple of losses you're right
1: yeah. will
0: they will this team have the mental like, toughness to <coughs> Bounce back, yeah. Definitely. If in playoffs they go down 0 o- 2 or maybe they're up two o, mm-hmm. and they're playing TSM and TSM takes the next two games off of them, mm-hmm. are they gonna have the mental toughness to be able to close out that series? Yeah, that's or, the best. Or are they gonna collapse? Yeah, because that's something that a consistent team. And team culture will always do. They will yeah. steady the ship, <coughs> and they'll just go out there and compete yeah. and win. Um, and we can say what we want about TSM mm-hmm. for what, anything, but they show up in playoffs. They show up in the be- in the best ofs. They show up
1: when it matters. Right?
0: They're always a threat.
1: Yeah. Um, so who I'm excited to see next week. I'm really excited to see these Echo Fox games. Actually, they had a great week, uh, or last week or whatever. Right. And this upcoming week they're against two teams that they can very achievably beat liquid and impulse. Um, they're very realistic. Like if they were going up against Immortals again or something like that, I'd be like, uh, guys, uh, but you know, um, they can beat both teams very easily. I, one and kudos these, these games guys.
0: are both i would say generally probably easier than their game on sunday last week which is which was against energy
1: yeah probably yeah
0: which they won
1: yeah um so renegade.
0: have i done my rant against monty on air yet
1: was that being planned for this week i forget if i did one I last i can't week.
0: remember whether you did one last week so we'll i'm we'll, pretty sure i did it i'm gonna yeah. put a pin
1: in i'm just gonna g- give you the T L D R Monty, really? You criticize North America and that's the best team you can put together? That's the strategic picks you're faxing these guys from your place in South Korea? Get on a plane, fly over here and snap this team together because you have some it would be it would take it should take you a couple of weeks to turn these guys around. They have immense talent on that team. They're just playing incorrectly. It seems like they're not communicating very well. You know. Anyway, that uh, TLDR. But seriously, Monty, I'm going to be on his case about it until <laughs> Renegades start an upswing.
0: That's uh, a that's a pretty good segue though, Pete. Because mm-hmm. speaking of not communicating well
1: and and terrible coaching, TSM uh, brought
0: in sports yeah. psychologist mm-hmm. who seems to have turned the atmosphere of the team around in TSM.
1: Just like a the the, the what, what's his name again?
0: Uh, Weldon.
1: Weldon. Did for... I, I
0: can't remember his last I want to say Green.
1: It's fine. One name's fine. Just like he did for CLG last year, and yes. he's consulting with two other LCS teams this week, actually, before the games. I'm pretty uh, yeah. sure I heard Renegades and Team Liquid?
0: No, I think he went back to Europe, and he's coming back Oh, okay. to North America next for Week 7. Oh, okay. I think, don't quote me on that, that could be wrong, so, because I f- I thought I heard he had some duties in Europe.
1: Yeah, the rumor mill is saying that he is going to be joining TSM as full time coach.
0: <laughs> That's <is laughs> unlikely. Yeah. Um, for those of you who don't know, Casey was terminated as CLG's head coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, was that yesterday?
1: Uh, two days ago. Two days ago. Yeah, Tuesday.
0: Oh, wait, no, that was yesterday. No, that was yesterday.
1: <sighs> uh, yeah, it was this, yesterday.
0: This short week oh. has us all screwed up.
1: Yes, it does. Yeah, uh, especially when you get
0: three hours of sleep a
1: night. Um,
0: <laughs> so the problem with bringing Weldon on as the full-time coach is Weldon has a family.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Family in Finland that he does not want to leave. <coughs> who, who can blame the guy? Mm-hmm. You know, you, you want to live with your family and all that. So And it's Finland, it's gorgeous this time of year. It's not really I mean, I actually would think it's fucking gorgeous in Finland. Mm-hmm. But most people most people would disagree with me. Mm. Ice and snow is beautiful, guys. Ice and snow is beautiful. <laughs> but we're getting off topic. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I think it's it's a big ask to uproot someone's family. Yeah. Go to another continent.
1: Uh, I'm surprised they or, have to go that far to get a sports psychologist willing to work with esports players, and I'm wondering why.
0: I'm not necessarily. I don't know whether it's. You know, it's not necessarily they have to go that far mm-hmm. to w- find one willing to work with esports players. The it's,
1: West Co should have a load. It's
0: of them. he's the he's the guy.
1: Yeah, he's the form. Right,
0: like he is the he's the guy. That you've bit everyone has used so far, mm-hmm. so I think since once once the the first teams that he's uh interacted with have succeeded, the other teams all want to go out and get him yeah right? they don't want someone else, they want him
1: sports psychologists out there <laughs> moved to l a yeah I mean apparently. Cause you should be, you know, there should be more than one available, I think. And <laughs> obviously they're having a big impact on every single team. He touch he touches anyway. So the other one should, um, so yeah, so Woodbuck being let go. Um, so I
0: still think it was a mistake.
1: Uh, I think it was premature. Um,
0: we did, we have, we had a discussion. We yesterday. had
1: this discussion off air yesterday. Yeah. Um,
0: you, uh, we disagree. Um,
1: yeah, I I I I think it was very premature. I think halfway through a split, I would I would uh you know we're not the Leafs here. <laughs> we're not getting rid of managers and coaches uh, a couple times a season. So, but anyway, apparently TSMR. Uh, there so. uh, there
0: there's probably some other internal things that brought this about as well. I'm sure. Uh, there was a notable thing yesterday <laughs> where. Almost immediately after the announcement, Doublelift and Yerkson started streaming again,
1: mm-hmm.
0: something they haven't been doing for a large part of the split. Yeah. So, was he not letting the players stream and I in solo queue time? Because he was like he was in charge of the schedule, of making sure they were communicating properly, of making sure. Mm-hmm all this so it's a question of this clearly got off the rails somewhere yeah and i'm i don't know if he's the one who was supposed to keep it on the rails so if he drove it off the rails in four weeks yeah i'm not sure he's the person to try and sear them back on Look, I'm gonna
1: I'm gonna dress this up a little bit more than I did yesterday. You might be shocked by how much I'm dressing this up. Yeah. I think that there are two particular players on TSM um that are less supportive players, um, less likely to take on the utility role for their team. You know exactly which two I'm talking about. I, I do. Think they're two players that are very smug. I think they're two players that are very good at acting as if they're coachable while secretly behind the coach's back being completely uncoachable. Um, I think that um, to dress this up even more, to take it away from these particular players, because everyone out there has probably already guessed who I'm saying, um, I think that they're players um, that, uh They're not very team-oriented. You know what I mean? Um... And I don't think that they respect the authority of somebody who's not in Challenger Series. And I think that's a big deal. I think that was a big deal with Loco last season. I think that these two players... I almost said one of their names. I think the one player that was on last season... Oops! Just spoiled who the other one was. Um, Anyway who was there last season, would have respected Loco a lot more um, had Loco taken the time, which he couldn't in his role, obviously, because he, he
0: takes so the insane there, amount of time. The, hold on. Mm-hmm. Hold on. There's a difference between what Casey was doing and no. what Loco was doing.
2: Okay. Loco
0: was in charge of the, strat- the game strategy and Game planning, yes. all of that. Yes. Casey was had nothing to do with that. Casey was there to facilitate communication in the team, mm-hmm. uh, I, to I'm to saying. to make sure everyone everything was scheduled properly. Yes. And all of that, so there should be absolutely no bearing on how they play the game. No, I understand that, but because their role in the team has absolutely nothing to do. With no, the game. as a as a pro player,
1: I'm putting myself in their mindset. I automatically don't have any respect for a guy who has not. Look, look the background he's coming from and stuff like that. You know how how often how how many hours a day do those guys train? I mean, really, okay, what it takes and the hours that it takes as a as a pro who's made it to challenger in the past or whatever although I don't have time this season to make it there because, you know, I'm so busy with scrims and such. I'm not going to respect that guy when he tells me I have to be in bed by midnight. I'm not going to respect them when they tell me, give me tips on how to communicate with my teammates that work in traditional sports and such. I'm not going to respect them because I have my way of communicating as a gamer, as a nerd. You know what I mean? I think that that... I think that there's a huge barrier there in terms of respect. And, and before you try to swing to the wool, then why are they respecting the sports psychologist? Because he has a proven track record and he's uh, highly respected in his field. So they, they understand that sort of authority. Um, whereas, whereas the person coming in, it'd be like, um, oh, geez, I'm trying to think of an analogy off the top of my head here that would make sense. Um, oh, bloody hell. Okay. Donald Trump. Yeah. Real estate mogul. Uh, yeah. Terrible at it, actually. But some people believe he's good at it. So if you believe he's good at it, uh, the Leafs hire him to start coaching their players. The players are going to rebel. What the hell does he know about playing a game? Just because he's good in one field doesn't mean he's good in another. That, to me, is terrible analogy because I had to think of it off the top it's of my a head.
0: Ter- but... it's, a, it's even worse than this because yeah. there's... He has nothing to do with coaching.
1: I, I think there's a, there was a cultural issue. I think there was a real cultural issue there.
0: I think there was a cultural issue. Yeah, But I don't think it's the cultural issue that... I don't think it's his fault. I think it's Reggie's fault for
1: hiring him in the first place. And thinking it would work. Before realizing how the interaction between him and the rest of the team would be based on those differences. that's That's what I think. I think this is I think this is a top a top issue, for, straight from the top. Um, I've obviously been very critical of Reggie uh, in the past. I think uh, this is not. I think this is one of those events that he could not have accounted for until he experienced it. So I don't
0: think hiring a traditional <laughs> a traditional background in sports person was a mistake. I still think that for a head coach. In that role that's something that they need to do Mm -hmm. and they need to leverage they need to start leveraging people who have coaching knowledge beyond a a year or two in league of legends let's look to 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 take the next step let's bring brian burke in
1: do you you think that bjergsen would respect brian burke i do managing the team (laughs) you really do Really? Yes. You don't yes. think he'd have a smarmy grin and go go behind with his teammates and say that nah. really? I yes. I highly doubt it. Because I think doubt I it. think
0: Casey's problem was and we saw it when he introduced himself to the team is mm-hmm. he, he like loco before him came <laughs> in too much as their friend. Yeah. Again, um there's also there's also the age thing. Mm-hmm. Um while he's a little bit older than the players, I don't think that there's still not that generational gap.
1: I was about to say because yeah. he's in the I he's think, in the uncanny valley. I think right?
0: For, I think yeah. I think for this yeah. to work, they need to hire someone in the forty to forty-five yeah. age age range where they naturally have that authority exactly because yeah like
1: uncanny valley
0: they're, like they're adults case yeah. casey not exactly sure he's late 20s maybe <coughs> 30s at yeah. most you either need somebody who's
1: young and like a super genius at the meta who can yeah. come in and relate to the team on their level and which is like, what you are calendar. just doing. yeah and, I,
0: and it's yeah. it's why their strategic or, sense has been their strategic game has been working recently.
1: Exactly, because
0: or... he's come in. They know what they know. What he's doing. He has a proven track record with Fnatic, mm-hmm. and I, I don't think I think they I think they hired too young for yeah. their head coach. A head coach needs to be seasoned. <laughs>
1: they need yeah. to have experience. Or you go that other direction and you make sure that they're old enough to have authority. That uncanny valley where they're. They they just they're not not quite young enough to have grown up with League of Legends and be like, like I said, like a whiz at it, like a genius being able Mm -hmm. to relate to the players. And they're not quite old enough to be like, oh, I respect him in his, you know, in that field, sports psychology or coaching or whatever I respect, you know, in that uncanny valley is just disrespect. And they're not going to take anything you say seriously at that point. They're not even and and, and it's a self-fulfilling prophecy that works in an insidious level. Because they're not even it's <laughs> they're not even outright trying to sabotage things. Their subconscious is literally trying to sabotage things. Well I don't I don't wanna play in this combat, it's stupid. I'm gonna miss all my scale shots and like miss half my CS. Like it's that sort of thing. Like it literally they're not consciously thinking about it. Okay? Like it's I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go face check that bush. You wouldn't face check that bush if, <laughs> if you weren't mad at your coach subconsciously, you know what I mean? So, anyway,
0: see, but I don't think that that was never a problem. (laughs) The problem, the problem with TSM so far this, but has always stemmed from the team communicating with each other.
1: Bjergsen making zero. And and no,
0: no, no. Hold on, let me finish. It stems from the team communicating with each other Mm -hmm. and bringing in Weldon, and the change in communication.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. Just illustrated that fact that Casey was ineffective at getting the team to communicate properly. Yeah, Where everyone's talking, but everyone is talking right. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to explain in... But you need to be... Ta- everyone needs to be talking. Because you can't, you can't have a single <laughs> shot caller yeah. strategically Within a fight, yes. Someone can specifically call out the targets and generally that's what you want. But you need to all be communicating together to be like Fiora flash Fiora flashdown.
2: Yeah.
0: Right? So that, that way everybody knows Fiora's flashdown. It means you know, Senscarin knows that oh he can go gank top lane now. Um, more successfully because there's no flash on Fiora. Otherwise, maybe he'd go bot lane. If nobody had said that, it's things like that. Oh, they're they're communicating <coughs> the right way, and I don't think that Casey was that. doing a good job teaching them and facilitating them doing that properly.
1: Forget about that. How about late? How about mid to late game where TSM was having most of their issues this season after they finished an objective or a team fight? and they just kind of not know where to go, not know what to do. Yeah. There was no direction, right? And, I don't know. Yellow <coughs> Star obviously knows that stuff by heart, so why is, why weren't the rest of the team paying attention to him?
0: Well, I, I think that's putting too much of a burden on Yellowstar's shoulders. <coughs> uh, because some of the things that I've clips I saw, with, uh, especially with Weldon, mm. is he said that Everyone knows the someone. Someone on the team knows the right call to make in that situation. Mm-hmm. They've played the game enough. Someone on that team knows what to do next.
1: They need to check in. Though. They just.
0: They just need to. Some. They just need yeah. to be able to understand that they know, and then communicate that with their team members.
1: yeah check in confirm like oh wait so and so still up be careful goes a long way right like whereas i
0: i think that there were there's there were issues stemming from and i i think they i think they did a good job what casey did a good job of was bonding the team together
1: yeah
0: and you can see that in some of the legend stuff they're all like they're all happy and they're all like when they're hanging out, Mm -hmm. they all really seem like they're enjoying themselves with each other.
1: Like CLG golden age. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Right. Like, and that's a good thing. Yeah. Um, One of the most telling things um, about Casey's reign as head coach was one, his pregame speeches were absolutely terrible. Mm -hmm. They like, they were so, it's like they were <coughs> written from a stolen from a textbook on uh, uh, sports cliche uh, uh, writing book. Right? They were they were just kinda they were so vague. Give hundred and ten
1: percent. So... Give hundred and ten percent. Alright, thank you. And then
0: yeah, we'll af- go give 110%. after their after their rough week mm. the week before. Right? So week four. Mm-hmm. The, the team was not happy with how they did. yeah, And that's kind of where we, you really saw the boil over. Yeah. Um, where they had to go meet their fans after the game, but they were still kind of down. Mm-hmm. I think it's telling where Casey told the team to smile. And Bjergsen was just like, there's nothing to smile about.
1: By the um, way, that's what I was talking about earlier. That's a, that's an attitude problem. But now it, now I'm starting to now I'm not, starting to think now I'm starting to think it's more so on KC than
0: It's <laughs> not <dirty>. because what <coughs> Yeah, um
1: No, he definitely this, had the wrong attitude there. You do not you do not take somebody who is a, a little grumpy or something like that or a little down right, right and tell them what, to smile. You do well, not do well, that. Well,
0: what what should have been done is Okay, guys, we gotta do our fan interaction. Exactly. Um, let's go make. Let's go see our fans. Let's make sure they have a great time.
1: Exactly. They love
0: you guys.
1: Exactly.
0: Right, and feed off that, and try and put them in that direction. Like, let's go. Let's but, go get the love from our fans.
1: But that is something that can be learned, but it cannot be taught. No. So, you know. So
0: I I I, th- I think. There's, li- there's little bits, and Legends isn't great because it's only, you know, 20, 20 minutes to a half hour of the week. Mm-hmm. But there there's little bits and pieces in there that you can kind of start piecing together some of the things that maybe this is why certain things have happened. Yeah, And that little interaction there, it's like, yeah, that probably could have been handled differently.
1: I still would have given him to the end of the split, but you were coming very close to convincing me that it was good to end the relationship immediately.
0: I, I always I always think <coughs> if you think a change is in order... Mm-hmm. Um,
1: just do it, pull the trigger on just it. Just
0: do it and pull the trigger. Yeah. Um, and I'll give you a good example of that. So last season, Ottawa, my hockey team, they they looked like they were going to miss the playoffs. Like they were... Terrible. Mm-hmm. They fired their head coach in the middle of the season, promoted one one of his assistants. Mm-hmm. It took a little bit. The team kind of had to change, put some new systems in place. There were still yeah. some rough patches, but then they went on this and won the miraculous hot streak. Yeah, and managed to make the playoffs. Like, and for this being from. Essentially, there being almost no chance in how they were making the
2: playoffs. Yeah,
0: but they went on this miracle wit- winning streak and went to the playoffs. So I think <coughs> the, your goal is obviously the goal is to win worlds, mm-hmm. right? So this split isn't as important to that. Uh, because you can't directly qualify out of this. But winning this split gives you a leg up. Because it lets you kind of have a slightly less than stellar summer split like TSM had last year and still make worlds uh, without having to fight through that gauntlet. Yeah. So I think winning this split is important and it can't be understated. Um, but not as important as the summer. And I think you, you wanna format make...
1: too, right? In yeah. the summer. That's and I be think huge. you
0: wanna make sure you have a team in, you have a team in, a support team in place to bring you that summer split win hmm. to automatically qualify you the worlds
1: to before the
0: split starts.
1: Before the let
0: let you yeah. wor- let them work out the kinks here. And if this obviously, it, if it wasn't working, let's make the change now. Give them another. We still have a head coach, but so say two, maybe three weeks. So give them, you know, a couple <coughs> weeks, playoffs, the the break between splits, and then the whole split, right? Like yeah. let the system get in place.
1: Especially with the new format coming up, I think I agree with you now fully. And maybe the other team should take that more seriously with yeah. the format coming up, with the new format coming up. And it's going to be so crucial. Coaching is going to become so much more important when you can coach in between games. Um, maybe other teams need to really start taking a look at their support team and being like, yeah, let's make some changes now. Because, you know, yeah. it's going to be, I mean, we, we talk about the, the gauntlet run at the end of this split. Uh, uh, every week is going to be a gauntlet run next uh, next split. Yeah. For every team, so you know they're going to be put to the test, and it's going to be great for North American scene. I think I honestly, I honestly, I honestly do. Um, so
0: we've yeah. actually been going on for quite a while. What I don't do know we- whether you want to touch on her. Fortunately, of the storm.
1: you talked for a good portion of that, so I got to save a good portion of my voice. Uh, Here's the storm uh, balance update uh, this week. A very tiny balance update with uh, three changes. Uh, Lee Ming's being nerfed. Uh, Rhaegar's being nerfed uh both are required uh or sorry four changes Anubarak is getting a slight buff to his shield he's still useless and stitches is getting a slight uh slight nerf um just so that he's a little um just so he's a little less uh healy or whatever uh pretty pretty solid changes blizzard's doing some great stuff with uh heroes of the storm lately they are on a roll um <coughs> we already talked about what games we we're looking forward to this week. Honestly,
0: just gonna so, reiterate
1: Echo Fox. Oh, the only two games I'm really excited about are Echo Foxes this
0: week. So before before we jump on onto that, you did bring up things that we're excited for and Blizzard specifically, and I wanted to ask you oh, while boy. we haven't been playing we haven't gotten to play the hmm. Legion Alpha. Yeah. We have gotten to see a certain someone's favorite demon, Demon, I'm giving it away, Warlock's back yeah. in action,
1: finally.
0: Um, what are ca- your thoughts? Canadian
1: to USD, let me check. 73. As soon as that is up to 80, the Canadian-US parity, dollar yeah. parity, I will immediately buy Legion.
0: Yeah. Because you are Be that in love with what they've done with?
1: Yeah. I might, even, I might even do it at 75, but it looks like it looked like it might go up to 80 in the next month or two. So yeah, yeah, um, yeah. it looks awesome. Looks like a lot of fun. Looks <coughs> looks like exactly what you would do if you were taking a summoner class, um, and you were designing it in a new MMO today. Yeah, exactly what you would do. It does. Which is which is what Blizzard has to do now with all these classes with the long histories and the balance patches. <laughs> <clears throat> and the multiple reworks they have to look at these classes and say if we were designing this class at like the death knight that we just had to design or the demon hunter we just literally just designed or yeah. the monk that we designed a couple of years ago if we were designing the, these classes today it's um <clears throat> it's hard to put yourself in that mindset i respect yeah. them for doing it and they seem to have done it with demonology in a very exciting way the skull grinning, yeah. floating around me. Oh, it just looks so cool.
0: I so, feel like the skull... It floats a little far oh, from you. From yeah, what I've seen. it needs like, to
1: bob more, too, when you walk I'd over like that still.
0: to get tightened up a little bit.
1: I'm sure it will. And the it, the animation of it is a little... It's a little static, too. I want it to bob a little bit more. And and they could play with the... Um,
0: oh, I'm sure they...
1: X, Y, Z. Z, I think, is up and down. I yeah. want them to play with the Z-axis a little bit more,
0: too. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean... But, they literally just got added, yeah. So um, oh, they've we've seen sweeping changes to classes that have already that have had significant <coughs> testing time already. Yeah. So hopefully that should be good news for you, warlocks out there. Yeah. Um, and obviously some, spe- some specializations for some classes get changed more than others. Obviously, demonology needed it. Obviously, because um, you've basically ripped out.
1: It's always been that fringe spec. that's yeah, and... <coughs> either useless or overpowered.
0: <coughs> so the argument <coughs> is We're have to wrap so it up a lot too. of oh, so. Yeah. From what I've read, and I'm, I'm gonna try and talk as much so that you don't have to, because you're kind of dying right now.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. But from what I've read, from what the warlocks are saying. The Warlocks are kind of split into two groups. and Now, this was from a couple months ago. Mm. Before we knew what the new Demonology looked like, yep. etc. When all we knew was Metamorphosis is gone.
1: Oh, yeah, we are changing all they were of that. I wasn't even complaining. I was like, Metamorphosis yes. sucks. I hate so it.
0: So, it, 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 the, de- the Warlocks are split into two groups.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Those upset that it's gone all of whom started playing their demonology warlocks post-introduction of demon form, and all of those warlocks playing in Burning Crusade and Vanilla. Right. Before, prior to it being introduced. Right. So wait a second. Uh, old school like it? Old Yeah. It, see, New the school like <laughs> the, it. They liked the initial concept of taking away metamorphosis. Mm-hmm. Because it never felt, it was never the demonology that they really wanted to be playing. They wanted to be playing with their demons.
1: I remember the first time I saw the demonology spec, and I was like, that is going to be a cool spec where I'm going to summon badass demons. I'm a little upset there's no Pit Lord, but feeling like I'm summoning an entire army. Good God. Okay, sorry. When the sun sets, man, I'm a coughing werewolf. Like, I'm sorry. Plus, I mean, you can rock an
0: infernal permanently. Mm Mm-hmm. With the sick new infernal,
1: yeah, I'll, I'll actually models be, too. I'll be questing with the infernal, even if he's not very good. I'll still be questing with him, and I'm pretty sure he's pretty good. So
0: now, the only thing I am worried about is as a warlock, yeah, or sorry, not a warlock, as a warrior mm-hmm. and specifically a fury warrior. That's a lot of <clears> shit <throat> that the boss's ass for me to have to be fighting with and on top of. Um.
1: The Dreadstalkers summon, desummon pretty quickly, and the but the one the, guy's they range. will they will almost always be up. The one guy's range. No, I, I think it'll be fine. I think it'll be fine. Yeah, you also have those imps. Plus, nobody uh, plays warlock and, at the moment. And anyway, Dan. there's like three warlocks per server still active, or something like that. So, <laughs> yeah. I
0: don't think that's quite true, but might be a slight exaggeration. At least Maybe a little bit. Graduation. So that's enough of a WoW talk for a little bit. Uh, I do want to <coughs> shout out to the division All open right. beta this weekend. I'm pretty excited for that. Mm-hmm. Gonna check that out again. Uh, we get another mission to play with, cool. which means we're gonna get another s- skill tree to kind of start going down to check out. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, I think I believe it's the. More damage skill oriented skill tree this time, too. So we'll have the medic skill tree and the uh, tech skill tree.
1: (sighs) Throwing grenades to heal people in a spy setting just rubs me the wrong way.
0: Near future. Nanobots, Pete, they're just nanobots.
1: They're nanobots. We have nanobots, but we can't cure a cold. I'm looking at you, Blizzard. Cure my, cure <laughs> my goddamn god. This isn't even a cold. This is something else. But yeah. I
0: mean, let, let's be real. Some things are gameplay conceits because mm. you, it just kind of has to happen. just yeah. kind of has to work. You, ju- you, ne- you need that healer in an RPG. Yeah. Which the Division is unabashedly an RPG. Yeah. The devs can't say loud enough how much of an RPG <coughs> it is. And yet some people still think Why are these enemies not just healing over from two bullets? Because it's an RPG.
1: Well, they should be healing over from two bullets, though.
0: (laughs) Oh, Pete! I want to hit you. Yeah. But yeah, so the IGN's been running their IGN first all month on the division, and they've been lots of interesting news. Today was kind of all the all the little touches that they put into the game Mm -hmm. um, to kind of bring their New York to life. Things like a bunch of different advertising campaigns. Yeah. Um, All this unique graffiti from little tags to giant multi-story wall murals um, that you would think things like that you would see in, Midtown, um, so I'm excited for that. <coughs> uh, check that out, and I think that's about it. Cool. I'm not gonna ask you to plug your stuff today. I can do that for you. I'll let you just kind of sit there. No, and no, I,
1: I, can, I, can do slowly
0: it. Slowly die. You sure? I, can, I, I, can I, get I can, it. I know I your website and your Twitter handle.
1: Uh, at Brush W Insanity is my Twitter. I'm doing, <laughs> <an> or- <laughs> goddamn, I'm doing an Orca day this month um today's was uh a doctor orc um you would not want to get cured by this guy um i also have a website with a webcomic called um, com, and uh updates mondays wednesdays and fridays it's about two wizards who are uh, on a mission to cure the narrator of the strip from his Horrible plague. <laughs> <clears throat> Where can the folks at home well, find you? You
0: can find me on Twitter at Kyle Pet. Um I just tweet about random things. Sometimes it's hockey, sometimes it's baseball, sometimes it's video games. And you can drop us an email. Uh you can do that at fringe meta at gmail.com. And make sure you like us on. Subscribe to us on iTunes and give us a review. Thank you for listening. From Pete and myself, have a good night.
1: Dude.